It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. You are Locked On Washington football team. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. All right, everybody, we welcome you to a crossover Thursday edition of the Locked On Washington football team podcast. In just a couple of moments, we'll catch up with our buddy Matt Derry, who is the co or is the host rather of Locked On Lines. Good conversation with him. Lots of X's and O's on his football team on this Washington football team. Two and six Washington, three and five Detroit Sunday afternoon Ford Field in the Motor City. One o'clock Eastern time kickoff this edition of the Locked On Washington football team podcast is presented by Pepsi, made for football watching. This football season is different, guys, and Pepsi's here to get you ready for game day, no matter how you watch this season. Again, this Sunday, we're watching together, but separate. Socially distanced, of course, from our couches with plenty of ice-cold Pepsi and ice-cold diet Pepsi, because Pepsi's the refreshment you need to power through game day and become a member of the league of football watchers. Go to madeforfootballwatching.com to check out the very latest. All right, away we go with an injury report from Thursday's practice. Once again, in the bubble, reporters not able to go, so we are dependent, of course, on what the organization tells us, and they do a good job. That's fine. Um, Once again, from Thursday's injury report, Jaron Christian did not practice knee. He was listed as not even being there uh, under the initial uh, report. Uh, So, again, not quite sure what's going on there. That could be a medical recheck. We're not sure. Thomas Davis, linebacker, not injury-related for a second consecutive day. Now, he was said to be at the individuals but not participating. Weird. Um, Just not playing. Limited, Dontrell Inman, hamstring. So that's, I guess, good. That's the second day in a row that he's at least been limited. Kicker, Dustin Hopkins, groin, limited. Linebacker, special teamer, Jared Norris, hamstring, limited. Full go, Antonio Gibson. That's the big news. And wide receiver, Jeff Bidette, hamstring. Uh, Gibson did not practice on Wednesday, and obviously full go on Thursday, so that's really good sign, uh, unless he did something to aggravate it. But debt was limited on Wednesday, and he was again full go on Thursday. So that's the big news there. Uh, one word on Dustin Hopkins. Ron Rivera said, look, you know, Kari Vedvik uh, kicked Thursday in practice inside the bubble. They're going to test out Hopkins either Friday or Saturday morning before they leave for Detroit. Uh, And they'll have to make a decision whether or not he can kick or not, whether or not they're going to have to make a roster move. So that's something we're going to have to keep uh, our eyes on in terms of that. All right, this is the Locked On Washington football team podcast. I'm your host, Chris Russell. We are heading to Matt Derry, host of Locked On Lions. That's coming up next for our crossover Thursday edition. Stay with us. Make sure you don't go anywhere because we will give you the very best in terms of a Washington and Detroit 
preview. Why don't we do that next? All right, guys, once again, it is Chris Russell here for our friends at Pepsi. That's right. This football season, of course, very, very different for many different reasons. And Pepsi is here to get you ready for game day, no matter how you watch this season. Why don't you do this? Why don't you get a couple of two-liter bottles of ice-cold Pepsi or Diet Pepsi, if that's your preference, uh, which is what my preference is. Just make it ice-cold. Make it Pepsi. Diet Pepsi, whatever you want, put it right next to you. And this way, you know what? Get a little bucket of ice so you don't even have to get up. Why get up when you don't have to? Watch Thursday night football, watch Saturday afternoon football, watch Saturday night football, and then watch the Washington football team and the Detroit Lions, like I'm going to do because Pepsi is the refreshment you and I need to power through game day and become a member of the League of Football Watchers. Go to Pepsi Made for Football Watching at madeforfootballwatching.com to check out the latest football watching content from our friends at Pepsi. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. All right, it's a Thursday crossover, everybody. Matt Derry, host of Locked On Lions with you. Chris Russell, host of the Locked On Washington football team podcast. Always love talking to Chris. He's uh, one of the best. Chris, how you doing? Hey, what's up, Matt? Thanks for the uh, kind words. Good to be on with you as always. It's been a little while since we caught up. What, uh, almost a, a full year since these two epic franchises <laughs> collided uh, like the gladiators that they are on, on the football field, huh? It's it's unbelievable. It's been a, it's been a wild year, and, and I know it's been crazy up there. Uh, a two and six football team. Haskins kind of banished. Alex Smith going to play this week. Has it been? I know now that 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 you know. The Redskins' name is gone, and some other, you know, of the high-profile circus acts in the front office are gone. But is the big top still uh, still there and alive and well in Washington? Oh, very much so. I mean, I, listen, I would say that even though it doesn't seem like it from outside, Matt, I would say that things are a little bit, a little bit more rational, sane, calm, a little bit. Uh, you know, they say outside the beltway, inside the beltway around here, inside the building, uh, inside and underneath the big tent. I still think the circus tent is is over, is on standby, is maybe pushed off a little bit to the side. I still think it's there. I think Ron Rivera is trying to get out completely from underneath it. But he's not a dummy. He knew this was going to take two or three years to really change the culture, to really change the program to change everybody's thought process. And listen, he hasn't made it easy on himself, obviously, with that benching of Haskins so early. Uh, but I actually don't think it was a bad move for him to do uh, then. I, as a matter of fact, I had a harder issue in hindsight and even now with them cutting Adrian Peterson, who wound up with your team, the Detroit Lions, than I did, quite honestly, with Dwayne Haskins benched after four games. Hmm, interesting. What's the Haskins status now? So Alex Smith will start Sunday at Ford Field. What if he gets hurt? Then what? 
Well, Dwayne Haskins is going to be the number two quarterback, which he hasn't been since getting benched after week four. He's been inactive, out of uniform, uh, not available on game day, practicing, you know, with the scout team and, 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 and doing little things like that. Uh, behind the scenes, but he has not been active on game day, whereas he will be this Sunday losing Kyle Allen. Uh, he'll eventually, I assume, go on IR. They haven't put him there yet. Uh, I'm not sure if, why, uh, but, you know, they haven't yet. Um, and I think what's going to happen is, you know, you have Alex Smith, who obviously everybody remembers two years ago, two years ago, almost to the day by the time we play this game, man would be his last start. November 18, 2018, he's played in relief two games. He looked very rusty against Aaron Donald and the Rams go figure in a monsoon of rain. Uh, the Washington set him up poorly. They made him pass basically on every down. This week he came in. He came in early, uh, late in the first quarter, rather, and he looked unsettled is how I would say it at first. Some penalties didn't help him. But then when he got into kind of a groove, for the most part, he was pretty effective in throwing the rock. Now, um, he had some really nice throws, and he did show a little bit of mobility. And then he had some really poor decisions. So what Alex Smith we're going to get this week, I think if Washington has an early lead. You're going to get a conservative kind of more check down Charlie type of Alex Smith. If Detroit can get out to the 10, nothing, 17, nothing, whatever type of lead, then you will see, you know, maybe the more aggressive down the field, Alex Smith, but also the more reckless Alex Smith, if that makes sense. Chris Russell locked on Washington football team, Matt Derry locked on Lions. These two teams will meet up uh, Sunday at Ford field. Um, you know, two, two wins, obviously a couple of losses to Daniel Jones. For some odd reason, Daniel Jones owns the WFT. Um, what, what positives have you taken from this year so far? Anything? Uh, positives. All right, so let's get to it. Um, <laughs> I actually think two positives are two former Detroit Lions that your fans will probably scoff at or dismiss but jd mckissick certainly has been a positive for the washington football team i know he only played in detroit for a year uh, but they use him as their primary third down back but he also plays on first and second down depending on set and situation and he's a great catcher of the ball out of the backfield he's got a little speed and some pop uh he's not like you know, he's not Christian McCaffrey by any means, not trying to compare him uh, to that, not uh, Marshall Falk in his prime, but you, you know what I'm talking about. Yeah. He can offer you some different things and some different looks. The other guy that's been a pleasant surprise, all things considered is Logan Thomas, who was with you guys uh, last year. He's got more touchdowns this year than he had in his entire career combined uh, after making the transformation from quarterback to tight end. Um, you know, he's on the verge of, of 30-plus catches, somewhere in that range, which will easily be uh, a career high. And maybe when it's said and done, he'll be double his career high. Again, more touchdowns already this year than he had uh, combined. He's not a speed and separation guy, but he does have some athleticism, and he's shown some nice hands. Uh, he did have two key drops last Sunday, as I say that. Uh, but outside of that, he's shown some ability to be a consistent, reliable 
uh, threat, you know, on third down in certain situations and even uh, even in the red zone. So so I, I think those have been two pleasant surprises. Uh, and then Antonio Gibson, their third round pick out of Memphis, has also been a pleasant surprise. He's a little bit banged up right now with a shoulder. So he didn't practice on Wednesday. We'll see the rest of the week. Um, but he when he gets it as a natural running back and he's still very, very raw, although, you know, he he's starting to shrink that window. Matt, he, he, he's good. He, he'll, he'll break tackles. He, he gives you good forward lean. He's got good explosion. They use him fairly creatively. Doesn't play a lot on third down, uh, really at all, uh, yet. Uh, he's not great in pass protection, but he's been a nice surprise as well. I thought you were going to say Cornelius Lucas, too, all of a sudden. Cornelius is... Lucas, too. That's another line. Oh, yeah, yeah. Three X lines. Oh. You just gave me a story idea. Actually, I, I'm telling you. Not about big old Luke in Detroit. I remember when he was. Yeah, he was the last. You know, benched basically his last guy off the bench as a right tackle, and yeah. uh, he came in in the play. Look up his numbers. He played in the playoff game against the Seahawks years ago. But tell me about the the he's front four is good. Way, he's been great by the way at left tackle. Yeah, the two games that he's played, he's been fantastic. I've heard. I've, I've heard. heard. It's, it's just unbelievable. <laughs> How much should the Lions be concerned about that front four? You look up front, you see all these first-round picks, Chase Young and 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 uh, certainly Sweat and guys like that. How good are they at getting at the quarterback? They are, they are good, but I would say they're not great yet as a unit, and they're largely inconsistent. What I mean by that is. Um, you know, the season opener, they got to Carson Wentz and a beat-up Eagles team eight times. Before the break, they got to Andy Dalton and then Ben Danucci uh, six times. In between that, in, in a span of five games, they only had eight sacks combined. Um, they're not as good without Matt Ioannidis, period. He's out for the season. He's been gone since week three. They also lost Landon Collins a couple of weeks ago. Uh, they were starting to use him as a blitzer more uh, off the edge, uh, and, and and that was a lost role, although rookie Cam Curl has replaced him, and he had a similar blitz and sack uh, on Sunday. So we'll see what happens with that. Um, this defensive line, I would say Chase Young has been – uh, I, I don't want to say as advertised because maybe he hasn't gotten home and had that dynamic breakout splash game just yet. He started off really strong, had a half a sack on Sunday. That was his first any kind of sack since week two, to be honest with you. He's been good, but I wouldn't say he's been great. Uh, Jonathan Allen, Deron Payne, again, those are guys that are capable of creating havoc. Those are guys that are capable of collapsing the pocket, stopping the run. But quite honestly, it's not consistent enough. It's not consistent enough. And just on the other side, Montez Sweat, I would argue, and I think most Washington people and observers would probably say he's been the most consistent of the defensive linemen. Um, You know, he's capable of obviously getting home on Matthew Stafford. Uh, and the Detroit offensive line. He's coming along as a run defender. He works hard. Um, and I would say he's been, again, the most reliable of the starting front four. And then you sprinkle in Ryan Kerrigan, who gets way less reps than he used to. But Ryan Kerrigan just keeps getting more sacks 
per snap play than he ever has had quite honestly in his career certainly recently because they're keeping him fresh so it's a good unit i wouldn't say it's a great consistent unit right, let's talk some lions we'll get uh the thoughts uh, my thoughts on the team chris will ask me some questions we'll do that next here on the lockdown crossover thursday all right, guys, it is Chris Russell here for our friends at Built Go. From the makers of Built Bar, it's Built Go. When you're lacking in energy, when you hit that wall, when you need that normal sugary, disgusting energy drink, here's a suggestion for you. Grab a Built Go. Easy to take, one and a half ounce packages, whether you put it in your briefcase, your backpack, your golf bag, whatever it might be, your gym workout bag, Wherever you are, even if you're at home, you don't even have to put it in a bag. It's awesome. It's like five-hour energy without that same crash feeling later. Three delicious flavors, peanut butter honey, chocolate coconut, and chocolate mint. You will not be sad. It's got all the great stuff that you're looking for, B6, B12, all the B3 vitamins, a little kick of caffeine. It's easy on your stomach, collagen protein. Trust me, you will not you will not regret your choice. Visit BuiltGo.com and use the promo code LOCKED and you'll get 20% off your next order. Use the promo code LOCKED for 20% off at BuiltGo.com. And let's go. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. But it is crossover Thursday right here, Locked on Lions and Locked on Washington football team. I'm Chris Russell, along with Matt Berry, who hosts the Locked on Lions podcast. Always fun to catch up with Matt. He's great uh, and covering the Detroit Lions. And both of us get, you know, we, we, we don't have the best. <laughs> who are we kidding? Uh, so, you know, sometimes we've got to make it up as we go along and do our best to be positive. So, Matt, let's let's paint the town red here or blue in this particular case. Let's start with the offense and Matthew Stafford. Um, so Sunday I was at the Washington Giants game and I see this come across Matt Stafford being evaluated, not for a concussion, but in the words of uh, one of the reporters, I don't remember who it was, a brain injury. Uh, and then I see on the injury report on Wednesday, he was full practice with a neck. What in the world is going on with Matt Stafford between the COVID and the brain injury and the neck injury? And is there any reason to think that he might not be able to play or be limited, if you will, on Sunday? No, Chris, he's he's been pretty much a warrior. He'll play uh, Sunday for sure. Uh, did go through full practice on Wednesday. Wouldn't surprise me if he, they, he rested either Thursday or Friday, but he'll be out there. Um, you know, last week was really hell, hell for him. Uh, he was around somebody the week before at the end of the week that was uh, uh, tested positive, so he was in direct contact with somebody, so immediately went into quarantine. Uh, the team won't say anything. Stafford doesn't say much, but thanks to his wife, Kelly, who's always active on Instagram, she's telling the story every single day. Matthew's not here. Matthew's at a hotel. Um, then, then, then their young, their, their, I believe their middle daughter fell and hit her head on the floor. 
forcing Kelly to have to call the police and 911, Matthew not being home to help with the other kids that are running around the house. It was a rough week for him. Then he flies a private plane, not him, but he's flying in a private plane on Saturday, stays in a different place away from the hotel, in the hotel but in a different spot than his teammates. And then Sunday morning uh, he's cleared to, to, to go ahead and be a part of the team again goes out and does not play a very good game. He threw two very costly interceptions in the second half, one in the end zone. So he's not played that well this year. He's 22nd in the league in passer rating, which is not elite, and that's always the argument in Detroit is whether Stafford's elite or not. But this team's got a lot of bigger issues than just their quarterback right now. All right, let's keep it on the offense, though, because I want to ask you about Galladay. He didn't practice on Wednesday. I know he's missed some time here. And who else can Matthew Stafford and Matt Patricia and the Detroit offense count on hang your hat on style? Is it Marvin Jones and nobody else, or is it a couple of guys? How do you kind of read all that? Well, if Galladay can't play, and I don't think he will with the hip, it really does limit what the Lions want to do. But over the last two years under Daryl Bevel, offensive coordinator, who I think has been very average, they just want to run. They they want to set up a play-action passing game, and they're taking the ball away from Stafford sometimes and not letting him be the gunslinger that he was successful in doing in being back in 2011 and 2014 and in seasons like that. They've got some guys, you know, TJ Hawkinson's a pretty good tight end and a second-year guy that was a first-round pick. He's coming along. I would worry about him, you know, over the middle and making some plays. Marvin Jones is in a contract year. He's fine. The running game is is what it is. It's okay. You know, Adrian Peterson, and we'll talk about him in a second because I know you want to ask me about him. Um, he's been okay. He was really good in the first game, and you're going, man, what did the WFT think by getting rid of him? And he looked great in the opener uh, against the Bears. And then since then, his numbers have gone way down. DeAndre Swift is a guy that I think has the potential to be a home run hitter out of the backfield, can do it all, but they don't use him properly. DeAndre Swift should be getting two screen passes a game. He should be in the slot once in a while getting a, getting a slant pass. He can do a lot of things. They don't. They've been. They've got Carry on Johnson. They've got Swift. They've got Peterson. Too many chefs in the kitchen right now in the backfield. So if you're the Washington, D, I mean, I, I'll 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 leave Peterson aside because I think you just you know kind of cleared up how he's doing along with the combination. And, and it was a weird fit for me, quite honestly, uh, to begin with. Other than you know, okay, going out to help you know a couple of young backs and you know kind of maybe be that hammer guy that maybe Swift and Carry on Johnson aren't necessarily. But whatever. I mean, um, if you look at this whole offense again, assuming that Galladay doesn't play. Uh, which is your assumption, and I guess my assumption. Um, how would what would you say is the key for an opposing defense? Is it to bottle up that run, completely forcing Stafford into third and long, or is it to maybe you know kind of tempt Detroit into running the football a little bit, uh, maybe lighten up the box and play heavier? Uh, on the back end, meaning nickel, more dime, uh, more pass defense, as opposed to loading up the box. How would you kind of go about it? Oh, that's what I would do. Uh, first of all, the Lions aren't a great running offense anyway, and haven't been since Barry Sanders retired, and that was a long time ago. Daryl Bevel does a nice job the first 15 plays in scripting plays. There's some creativity. There's a bubble screen. Maybe Jamal Agnew, former cornerback, now sort of a slot guy, receiver. They put him in motion. He gets the football in a reverse. Some fun things. Then after the first 15 plays, it's almost like, oh, let's establish the ground game. 
And if you don't have Galladay out there, you don't have that home run hitter. God bless Marvin Jones. He's not a burner. Amendola is Amendola. He's a slot guy at best. Good hands, good player, but not a guy that's going to beat you deep. Marvin Hall is the one guy they have that can can beat people deep, but he's not out there every down. So, yeah, loading up the box. I mean, you know, Minnesota knew what to do. They played a lot of zone. They forced Stafford to to make some tough throws over the middle. He forced a couple to Hawkinson. If you can bottle up Hawkinson, I think I think you'll you'll be in good shape. Yeah, and Washington has struggled against tight ends uh, for years and years and years, and at times very much so uh, this week. So that could very well be your key to the game. Matt Derry, host of Locked On Lions with us here on Crossover Thursday. I'm Chris Russell, host of Locked On Washington Football. Let's talk about the other side of the ball because, you know, this defense was supposed to be a strength with Matt Patricia coming over from New England. We know that hasn't gone exactly great. I look around and, you know, they picked up Everson Griffin uh, in a trade a couple of weeks ago with the Dallas Cowboys. Uh, You have a guy like Danny Shelton, who is a former first-round pick. You have Jamie Collins. You have Deron Harmon, who is well thought of in New England. Um, You have Jeff Akuda, who's a top three pick, why can't this? Why doesn't this defense seem to be all that good? They're not. I mean, plain and simple, they're not. There's just not enough playmakers out there. And, and you're talking about. I'll give you an example. You got Jared Davis, who's a former first round pick, who's basically a blitzing linebacker, and that's it. He can't play middle linebacker. He was drafted in the first round. Jeffrey Okuda is the number three overall pick. Yes, he's a corner. Yes, he's young. Yes, he was hurt to start the year, but his PFF grade is 41.6. Four other corners in the first round taken after him are way higher. That's not a good sign. Their safeties outside of Deron Harmon's struggle. Their linebackers, Jelani Tavai, a second-round pick, can't play. Uh, see, he's just not good. I mean, they've got too many guys that can't do it. You know, Will Harris, a third-round pick, is a safety. He's terrible. He's not just bad, Chris. He's terrible. So these are guys on the field. that They're running into each other. They're slow. Uh, they want these big linebackers like Christian Jones and Tavai. They want these. They want to bulk it up and be big. But if you get out in space against them, goodbye. Like Delvin Cook, the guy ran for 206 last week. He could have run for 250. Then you throw in three times over the last two weeks, the Lions have had 10 men on the field defensively. That's unacceptable in year, th- in year three of a head coach that's a defensive coach. Not getting it done. So, so uh, let me ask you two quick follow-ups to that. Um, before I get to Patricia, with what you're describing with the defense, and obviously everybody saw what Dalvin Cook was able to have success with, would you say that – I mean, it, clearly Washington would be best served by trying to establish the run and having some success uh, that way, maybe with a Peyton Barber, maybe a mix of Antonio Gibson, what have you. Uh, who knows? They might even get Bryce Love back for the first time this Sunday. Um, but more, would you say that their multidimensional backs, the McKissicks, the Antonio Gibsons, that type of back – would give their linebackers in the flats, sit-down option routes, uh, maybe little shallow crossing routes. Would you say that that would give Detroit and their linebacker level some problems? Oh, absolutely. The, the Lions have had issues with backs out of the backfield the last couple of years. You mentioned tight end problems for the WFT. Same with the, same with the Lions. I do think when Jamie Collins is dialed in and playing well, it does elevate the defense. He's not a bad player at all. Um, I don't think he's been a $10 million a year player like they were hoping. Um, but the, 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 the D-line just is not stout enough 
Since Snack ha- Snacks Harrison's big 2018 season, they've been just chunked up the middle with the ground game. You know, Jordan Wilkins two weeks ago for the Colts looked like Jim Brown. Dalvin Cook this past weekend looked like Gail Sayers or, or, or whomever you want to compare him to. Uh, it's been rough. It's been rough. And, 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 again, I think linebacking is a problem. I think the corners aren't bad. I think Akuda's getting better. Desmond Trufant's a solid pro. And Amanio Ruarie is a good third corner, too. So the corners aren't terrible, but they're not getting home. Trey Flowers is hurt and out. That's a big loss for the Lions' D-line. Watch for Romeo Okwara off the edge. He's been good this year. All right, so, Matt, before we run out of time, um, I want to ask you about another Matt. Uh, there was some report, you know, there was some rumor speculation. I guess this happens, you know, with Adam Gase every week. Uh, maybe it's happening, I, I, I suppose, with Patricia every week. Uh, it seemed like the, the drum was kind of banging a little bit louder, though. Uh, did you think Patricia was going to survive what happened Sunday against Minnesota uh, and the 10 men on the field thing that you mentioned? That's happened a couple of times. Did you think he was going to survive? Are you surprised he's still the head coach here? I'm not because of ownership and how they've always been very loyal. Now you've got the third Ford owner over the last handful of years. Of course, Mr. Ford passes away. Uh, his wife, uh, Martha Firestone Ford, takes over for a few years. She's loyal, although when she first came in, she did fire um, uh, Tom Lewand and GM Martin Mayhew. Um, they, 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 I, I think right now there's a financial issue here. I think the new owner, Sheila, the daughter of Martha, is saying, look, how much money are we losing? And we've got Patricia and Quinn, Bob Quinn, the the general manager, signed up for two more years after this. So are they going to pay a coach and a GM, you know, know, a couple of them next year? I don't know. I'm not locked in on it to know that that's definitely going to happen. I think Patricia's going to make it through the year because of their edict about seeing improved football. But right now, you know, three twelve and one last year was pathetic. But this team doesn't look like they're improved much. They got a really good punter. Hey, that's good. Yeah, but like, you know, and Jack. So, it, so does Washington. Right, right. So, so I think he'll last through the remainder of the year unless it gets really ugly. Because again, there's no fans in the stands to boo. Let's say the let's say the football team comes in and hangs a fourteen on them early. There's no boo birds. You know that that's the type of thing that that would get the owner's attention, and it won't happen. All right, so uh, I wouldn't count on that either. Um, <laughs> you know, that's yeah. and, and hanging any kind of 14 nothing lead. But, you know, you never know how these things work. Uh, Matt, always great to catch up with you, man. I wish we had more time because I love talking to you uh, and shooting the you-know-what uh, about these two respective, uh, well, dysfunctional, I guess is probably the best way to put it, franchises. Last, uh, last year's game wasn't a great one, but Washington did ultimately win lots of different storylines. Yes. Uh, this year, but always good to catch up with you, my friend. You too, Chris. Thank you. Chris Russell uh, and Matt Derry, there's your Locked On Thursday crossover. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.